Hi guys, Sean and Miriam here, and welcome to That Staff Room Podcast. Every other week, we will be chatting about all things school-related, from school dinners to Ofsted ratings. Join us in the conversation as we delve into the life of a teacher, the good, the bad, and the downright hilarious. Now, lesson is in session. Hi everybody and welcome to That Staff Room Podcast. We are all back after a nice long half-term break. Hi Sean, how was your half-term? It was amazing. Spent time in my new house doing it up Mm. and I'm back in London now ready for the term ahead. That's right. And it is a jam-packed term ahead, that is for sure. And I know that we have seen loads of different things happening post-lockdown. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about is school trips, isn't it, Sean? Yes. And you may have noticed already teachers nervously at the front of buses with 25 or so students (laughs) on a new school trip. And this is something that is new You know, it's been a long time since we've had school trips due to all the restrictions with COVID. So it's something that we're getting back into. I've been on a school trip since we've been back, really enjoyed it. And I hope you all really enjoy this episode. So this week's episode is all about school trips. Um, And I think a good place to start would be maybe a school trip that you went on, Miriam. Do you have any um, memories of school trips that you went on? The only school trip I can really remember, it will sound really epic now because I was like before, I was like, I, don't, I can't remember any school trips, but was I went on a French trip, right, with school. We. Oui. And I wasn't even supposed to be going on this trip. So basically what had happened was so many students had shown an interest in going on this trip that they pulled all your names out of a hat in our lesson. Can you believe that's quite brutal when you're in your eight? The lucky dip trip. Yeah, it was like... This is so brutal. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't get chosen, right? And I was oh, no. crushed, like so crushed. That I didn't get chosen to go on the French trip. But this guy called Mark Turpin, I don't know if I should say names, but hey, he's never going to listen to this. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> this guy called Mark, he really fancied me, right? And he oh. did get chosen to go on the French trip. And he decided to give up his place on the French trip so that I could go. And so he went to the French teacher and said, look, I really want Miriam to get that space. I know she's really disappointed. And so he gave up his space and I got to go on the French trip. How lovely is that? And then when I came back, I went out with him for one month. (laughs) Was it like a pity month? Was it like a payback month? (laughs) No, he was actually a good looking guy. It wasn't even pity. It was just like... You know, I was like, oh, that's a really nice thing Did you get him back a gift? I did. I actually did. It was like Classic. French chocolate or something from the ferry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. So that that is like my first memory of a trip with school. And I think it was just exciting. You're just, you're away from home. Yeah. You know, you kind of like, and you're in year eight. So you're exploring things a bit. And it was just cool. I remember that quite clearly. But if I'm honest, I feel like now all my own school experiences have kind of merged into my teacher experiences. So I have to scratch my head and be like, was that a school trip I did as a kid? Or was that one that I did as a teacher? Like I kind of, I don't remember. So yeah, that's that's my only experience I can remember. I can't even tell you about the trip, to be honest. Just how I got there. <laughs> what about you? No, I, no I've, I've, I went on a few, but they, mm. I must say, like the trips I've been on as a teacher have been way cooler than any trip I went on as a child. Yeah, completely. Apart from when I went to college. So okay. when, when I went to college, I went on cool trips. I went to Amsterdam oh, with what? yeah, right <laughs> what? media. I was Amsterdam and Paris, right? Okay. Um, and you know, teenagers in Amsterdam and Paris, we were just it was it was amazing. Wow, it was That's amazing, crazy. and there was Is like that what it was. <laughs> it was amazing, and there was like a lot of downtime, you know, but a lot of. <laughs> Also cultural stuff, which was quite cool Yeah, because coming from like a small town, you know, being exposed to some like, you go to loads of museums. There's no museums in my whole town. There's no art galleries. So going through them and and seeing like just how people behaved in them, like weird things like that, you just don't get exposed to. Um, And then obviously, I mean, I've been abroad quite a lot. I was quite lucky when I was younger. Like my parents took me to like, you know, Mallorca, Tenerife, those type of places. Yeah, yeah. 
but like um being in another european city was like a new thing and with your mm-hmm. friends and you're yeah. all young and like it was really cool and um i remember this one time um we you know there was a curfew had to be in bed at a certain time <laughs> yeah and we'd all snuck some beers into <gasps> like someone's dorm you know okay. and there was more of us in the dorm and this Irish guy, he was like the strict teacher of the um, media team. Right. Dermot, his name was. <laughs> of course. And he came in. He came Ooh. into the dorm. We weren't like having a party or anything, but we were having some beers and we're obviously like 17. <laughs> and he came in and he sat down and he had a beer with us. What? <laughs> yes, that's what happened. That's what happened. He sat what? down, he had a beer with us. And then like a very quick one, he drank it very quick. And then, then, then left and went on his merry way. Wow. Yeah. Like, what were you Never get doing? away with that. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, legend at the same time, but also you could never do that. Never do that nowadays. No. You'd get in so much trouble. Although yeah, I do think like, like going back to like those kind of years, like when we were in sixth form college, whatever, like the teachers were so much looser because I remember on Fridays, I know this is not part of this topic, but on Fridays, my history teacher would take us to the pub and we'd have our history lessons in the pub on Friday. Was that a trip? <laughs> I mean, you could count it as a trip, I'm sure. I'm sure no risk assessment was done, however. No. <laughs> but no yeah, like things were just so much trip. looser when we were kids. It's just mm. mad thinking like how different it is nowadays, right? Yeah, and obviously it should be way different (laughs) than than that. Um, You know, when you think of all of the checks and balances you have now to put Mm. a trip on, you can't, it's not, it's not as simple as you'd you'd think. You have to, you know, do risk assessments as you've already said. You have to, obviously, it's not just as simple as counting students on and off a bus bus. you know you have to um, make sure you have all of their medical details Mm -hmm. contact numbers um, and checking them in and out of the school making sure they're signed in the morning then signed out of the school when they leave yeah it's um there's a lot to consider yeah there is and and like I think it's obviously like whilst being a teacher it's just got more and more and more and I think we're also teachers in central London so there's more Mm. risks attached to that so like if you're going on the tube like you know that's going to go in that risk assessment um and then you have to consider like in the event of a terrorist attack like that needs to that needs to be something that you consider but like what the heck do you do if that happened um and just yeah if there was any kind of I don't know major event that you I don't know didn't consider you'd get crucified if it wasn't in your risk assessment and I suppose it just depends on what your trip is. Like if it's a trip mm. just, you know, to the local museum, it's very different to you've done like myself, like trips abroad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. huge. Or yeah. trips, you know, like trips with multiple stages of transport, which yeah. is another thing. Yeah. What's like what's your biggest trip that you've ever um, taken? Biggest trip. So I've done two organized. Actually, I've done three trips to France. One trip to Belgium. It's Belgium in France, it's not is it? No, <laughs> it is. So it's it's they speak French though. <laughs> I did teach geography at one point. That's why I'm getting confused. They speak a bit of French. Um, yeah, so I've done three trips to France and one trip to Belgium. So I've actually been quite lucky because I got to do a few different things. Um, so I think those have been my biggest trips. But the one that just stands out the most, like, oh my gosh, is when I did it before I was actually a teacher. So I was a, just a support, not just a, but I was a support member of staff um, as a teaching assistant. And I was asked by the French t- teacher very last minute to come on this trip, like maybe a day or two before like, would I would go to France. And it was like a four day trip. And so I was like, yeah, like how exciting. This is going to be great. So get the kids. Um, how do we get there? So coach very and then like coach to wherever we were getting to. Had the trip trip was amazing like the place that we were staying was really cool um it's like a chateau and like in the staff room there was wine on tap and cheese and bread like just there like it was so classically French I couldn't believe it but I was also like there's wine in the staff room this is, that is insane. but also it's the kind of place where their staff 
did everything and so you as staff like as the kids teachers were not expected to do anything during the day at all so it's just mm. the best deal ever so had yeah a few of those yeah love those so so we had a great time the kids had a great time staff had a great time you know we're visiting different places getting a real experience and then we obviously have to make our way back to England so on our way back to England um we're, <laughs> we're at the ferry port and they check your passports they check you know all of the kids and everything and suddenly there's a bit of a problem because <laughs> as they're checking through all the passports some of our kids need visas as well uh they're checking all the visas and they discovered that one of our children did not have a valid visa oh my or gosh. a valid passport and so basically How did they get out I don't know. So clearly the French border police don't care. <laughs> That's but the crazy. English border police really cared. And suddenly it just put a halt on absolutely everything. Like they like stopped us from moving forward. We missed our ferry. We weren't able to get our ferry. Like the border police were with the head of the trip for ages. Like, you know, there was a lot of back and forth arguments. Like there was, it was just, it was so dramatic. And like, we were having to call immigration and it just was mad. And it was like, how did nobody check the passports and the visas of every single child on the trip? Like, how did that not happen? And like, I wasn't even a teacher at this point. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, how is that? they were saying we can't let this child into the UK like they were like we can't like and we were like well what's he gonna do where's he gonna go and they're like, we're gonna have to send him back to China and I was like what like that what is what did Can the mum say I don't I don't even know like I have could, no could you imagine receiving that I mean I suppose that there must be some kind of responsibility of the parent to know that your child doesn't have a valid passport or a so I many mean, people made so many mistakes to get to this point let's be clear like so many is... people had made a mistake yeah but like, yeah how as a head lead teacher of a trip do you not check all of those passports? so I think that experience scarred me for life so any mm. trip that I go on board now I personally even if I'm not the lead teacher check every passport everything like that could possibly go wrong just to. to make sure that that could never happen again because like like you said it was just like one of those heart in mouth moments where like are we going to get this child back to the UK? Like that was how crazy it was. So yeah, that was that was my staff crazy story. That was the biggest trip I did. What about yourself? What's the biggest trip you did? Um, well, probably taking two hundred and fifty kids to um the to what to a concert. We oh took my gosh, two hundred and fifty kids. Yeah, it was at the SE SSE Arena, and yeah. there was like. 20,000 kids or 15,000 kids from other schools, mm -hmm. like all in this one arena. And we mm -hmm. took 250. Um, and that was, that was a very stressful experience. I've done it, I've done it um, twice. The first year I did it with 40 kids and they offered me 250 okay. kid tickets. I was like, no chance. So I did it 40. <laughs> and then the next year I was like, no, let's do it. Let's go big. But yeah, yeah. it then becomes like, it's so big that it's way beyond your influence. Yeah. It's like you have, you have your team. Yeah. That's how the team puts it together. And like, I'm blessed that I have, you know, working with great people that yeah. obviously just love the fact that they'd been picked for this trip, <laughs> um, you know, because they're awful day and got to go to a rock concert. And, um, <laughs> you know, so everyone's got a, like positive vibes already, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just, just made it much easier in that respect but that was stressful yeah. because you just so feel the weight of responsibility wrong. oh yeah what like, was the transport kids. that you had to get there was it a coach at least coaches okay yeah we had coaches good. loads of coaches <laughs> and um you know that's another thing like there wasn't a coach company that had enough coaches oh no so <laughs> then and then like each coach would be a different size. So you'd have mm. the, the, sp the specific kids would have to go on a specific coach with specific teachers. Yeah. Because if they didn't, then there'd be an odd amount left. And the way it works was that every member of staff had a set number of students that they were checking in, checking out, and they yeah. were their responsibility for the day. 
So it was all like meticulously planned. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, what happens? Coaches turn up in the wrong order. They send the wrong size coach. And then all of a sudden, all this like planning kind of goes out the window. And you just have to say, right, you take these kids, you take these kids. We'll reconvene there. And then when you arrive there, you're arriving in a place where there's (laughs) thousands of people doing the same thing. Coaches can't park anywhere. You know, you can't get signal. But got great staff, got great kids and it all works out. It all works out in the end. It It really does. But I think that's true. Like no matter how meticulous you can plan something, something will always go off piece. Like every year we used to go, I don't know if you were here when we used to go to Thorpe Park. I've been to Thorpe Park, so I must have been. Okay. So um, we used to go every single year, like take the whole school, imagine, yeah. to Thorpe Park. But it seemed that every year we did that, every other school in South London did the same thing. And so we would all end up, and it was just like, that is like, oh my gosh, what could possibly go wrong? Like, and the thing is, you say to a student, like you say to the students, okay, we're going to meet at this time, like checking points during mm-hmm. the day. We're going to meet at this point. You have to be here at this time. You stress it to the children. You have to be here. Meet me here. And then they never do because inevitably they are stuck in the longest queue yeah, <laughs> and can exactly. never seem to time it correctly to actually meet you at the thing. So the whole time you're just like, oh, are the kids okay? Like, you yeah. know, they, they, I don't know, caught up in any madness. But we used to let them just go off. Like, I don't know, would you still let them go off? I guess so. They can't get out of the park, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you kind of have to in yeah. trips like those, I suppose. But you have, the way I've done those ones before is like you have someone, there's always a member of staff at a, a spot. Yeah, of course. And yeah. the staff like take it in turns. So it's this one spot, the rendezvous point. Yeah. And there's someone always there 100% of the time. Kids have a set amount of time that they have to come and check in by so yeah. they have to come check in by you know yeah. but I think it's slightly different now I think as well because you have things like Microsoft Teams where you mm. don't have to use your personal number yeah you know you can true. have students contact numbers as safety precautions so I think things like that are a little bit easier now maybe that's true because you can save it on the system I guess and uh, not have it on your personal phone yeah yeah well that makes sense rather than getting the kids to necessarily come to a physical spot as long as they check in at a certain time on their phones Sense. they could do both if they didn't show up yeah check yeah in. True, see true. Th- th- like this is an insight to people like th- these are the things you have to think about when you're planning a trip it's actually true it it's, is stressful it's, stress- it's so stressful but it's good to do these trips right so yeah, like, some of the best memories best memories and like it also just really helps build those relationships right like there's there's times where you might have a really difficult relationship with a student or a particular class but then you go on a trip and they see this different side to you and you see a different Mm -hmm. side to them and it totally can transform a relationship and then that translates into the actual classroom like it can be such a positive thing yeah i mean we've done quite a few music trips over the years and um some of them have been with other schools and mm-hmm. it's like we have like a shared orchestra and a shared choir yeah. so all the other schools you've been on one of these trips have, as well yeah yeah um and they have like a cabaret mm. so the kids put work in small little ensembles and groups and they perform at the cabaret but there's also like staff can also yeah. get involved so um it's funny because obviously there's different type of teachers <laughs> some teachers will like perform something very serious very classical yeah and like my (laughs) my kind of take on that is that i'm gonna if i'm going on stage it's not to like show my quality necessarily it's to (laughs) it's to um entertain have fun yeah have fun like and and, and just make a bit of a clown of myself but that's me anyway like that's the kind of person i am like generally so um yeah, we did like loads of acapella, but beatboxing, just stupid stuff. Like, it, it, but it was so fun. And then you know the kids like obviously see that side to you rather yeah. than the person that's making them check in here yeah. and making them go to bed at ten o'clock, you know, yeah. and all these other things. Yeah, no, it's it is nice and it's nice going on those types of trips, especially when you're not. So like, I'm not a music teacher, but I am mm. a musical person, and so yeah, it's quite nice, nice for the kids to kind of see that different side to me as well, and then for me to really get to know them and their musicality, because obviously that's not something I would 
necessarily know because I don't teach them that particular subject. But you have an interesting story about um, first sixth form trip. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that, of course. Yeah, this was a trip that I heard about. Yeah. And I I wished I was there for this moment. That was such a great moment. That was actually such a beautiful moment. So essentially what we'd done was we'd taken, it was our first year of sixth form and we decided to take the kids away on a trip and we took them I think we were in Norwich or somewhere I don't really know where we were I just went along for the ride and um the head of six from the time thought it'd be a really good idea to do like a four-hour hike like I don't know why that would ever be a good idea but it was what she wanted to do so essentially we take these kids on this four-hour hike and I'm not really a hiker like that's not my bag either so I just stayed at the back you know, like, with the kids that were lagging behind <laughs> but it got to the point in the hike where we had climbed up this I don't know what you'd call it mound whatever hill mountain look. Everest yeah. <laughs> at the end of this four-hour hike and um in the distance so it's like you could see the beach and you could see the sea and the children had got to the top of the thing clearly exhausted from this crazy hike we'd just been on and they saw the sea and they all just started to run full pelt down the other side of this mound across the beach and they all just ran into the sea it's like they'd never see, it was they've maybe seen the sea but some of them hadn't ever been to a beach before they'd seen this beach and they'd run into the sea and they were all just like laughing splashing the sea and all this and i have to like give a little context it was not a hot day <laughs> it was not no. a sunny day <laughs> it was september wasn't it, was, it? like september october yeah it was probably late september but it was mm. it was a grey day. It was it rained on this hike. <laughs> like it wasn't like a hot sunny day where you run into the sea, come back out, and you can dry off. And so these kids had run in, and it was like really beautiful. It was cute because it was just like oh, you know, some of them hadn't been to the beach before, but they were also just so relieved to get to the beach finally after this long walk. But then they started to realise as they came out of the sea, we have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> And they were all just soaking wet. They'd gone in fully clothed into the sea. And yeah, it was it was a cute moment, but it was also quite hilarious. Wore off. Yeah. And the <laughs> cuteness wore off quickly when they all realized now we're all soaking wet and have to walk all the way back. But yeah, it was that was a cool trip. That was a cool it was definitely a team building trip, that one. It's and that I think that's it. It's like you get to witness and be a part of a lot of unique and firsts for kids yeah unique moments and firsts for kids and that is definitely one like some of those kids may have not even been to the beach before exactly you know and uh, i've had you know taking kids out and they've never seen a sheep (laughs) i took a kid on the underground and he said oh it's dark outside and didn't realize that he's underground yeah like never been on a train and was scared of the train coming back so fast like so you these just small little things that you take for granted that uh you um you you witness with students and it's particularly in the music trips you know i'm watching students that their confidence build where they you know are performing on stage at the end of the week but would, mm. and, and get given the solo you yeah. know and it's their moment to shine and you know you see the little holiday romances blossom and all these little things <laughs> like it's just it's and friendships starting and yeah it's um yeah it is incredible actually when you, you stop and think about it because unfortunately you just don't get the time to do all those things at school totally you know, and especially the kind of the years that we've just had right with covid it's put mm. a stop to all of that and i think that is the one thing that yeah. everyone's really missed like the last year is those opportunities for you you know just to go off site and do something really cool and exciting mm. and fun because obviously we've been so restricted and so it is really great that now we're coming to the end it feels like of this whole period of time where we now can actually plan great trips. Like, you know, you guys are going to Thought Park again. That's great. You know, like what an exciting thing to look forward to because those moments are something you look forward to. Um, but something, yeah. yeah, sadly we haven't had the last year. Have you ever had to like ban a student from trips? Hmm. 
don't think I have actually. I think, I think, yeah, it's always been a threat though. <laughs> mm. Like, you know, like if you continue to behave in this way, then you will not be allowed to go on any trips. But I've never actually followed through because that would be mean. <laughs> have you been mean, so, Sean? <laughs> no, what I've had, like when I've run enrichment days yeah. and for for those that don't know, enrichment day, I mean, there might be other names in other schools mm. and it's the same thing, but the whole day is every student off timetable and they are doing enriching activities. And um, at the school I'm currently at, we, we do three a year usually. Mm. And my remit for two years was to, for, to organize those six days amongst other things. But it, um, for one of those days, we just took everyone, got everyone off site, as many kids as you possibly can, take them somewhere to do mm. something. And um, they're all themed. But I'll be the person at the end of the day that, the, the, you know, it, the teachers bring the kids to that messed around on the trips. And, yeah. you know, because you're taking everyone, you take kids that are like a little bit untrustworthy sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, thankfully, there's nothing that's happened whilst I've been leading a trip where I've had to, you know, discipline a student or yeah. like, or anything like that. M nothing beyond like a little t a talking to or something. But, yeah. you know, you hear some some students and they'll they'll just walk off. They'll <laughs> just like, no, I'm not doing this. And you have that kind of non-compliance, but publicly. And, yeah. you know, and it's like the safety. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. I got banned from trips when I was at school. Did by my head you? Of year, <gasps> head of year nine, yeah. Ms. What Copeland. did you do to get banned? yeah so uh, <laughs> when i when i think back to it you know there's 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 a regret there's regret that i did it there's also regret that i how i how i got caught so um all that happened is like it was a f geography field trip okay right. so we're um in shropshire there's like loads of like places like there's like excavations and stuff like that that had happened. Like mm -hmm. there's a Roman village and all this type of stuff. I can't remember where it was exactly, but we were doing this trip, geography trip, talking about different, you know, rocks, I guess. Mm -hmm. And on the way back, we were going through a village and one of my friends took a the pepper pot or the salt pot off a table that's outside the restaurant. Just took it. Right. So I took the other one. He took, yeah. he took the pepper, I took the salt. That's it. That's all that happened, right? <laughs> I don't need the salt. I don't need the pepper pot or whatever. I just took it to be to, to look big in front of your friends when yeah, you're a kid, yeah. right? So anyway, someone grasped on me, right? And what? I got pulled up. <laughs> yeah, someone snitched on me. And then I um, got pulled into the, my head of year's office. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, someone told me you've got a pepper pot. <laughs> right? I should have just said... No, I don't. But I just said, uh, well, I, I, I just had it. Terrible. That was my, that was, yeah. Terrible. yeah. You're too <laughs> and honest. the vice principal, <laughs> who I was so scared of, he was like the most feared guy in the school. He overheard and like, he le I didn't know he was even there. He leaned back in his chair. And as he leaned back, I saw his head appear around the corner and he said, what do you mean you just had it? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And that it was so mortifying. Like, um, you know, they called home. I got wow. banned from trips that what year. My mom ball. cried. She was like, I've never raised a thief, you know, oh, and all this sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, I was like, it's just a pepper pot. I'll give it back. Here it is. Like, I still have it. I don't, oh I didn't even God. want a pepper pot. Yeah, it was just a stupid <laughs> moment. As a, what was I, 13 years old or something? A very stupid moment. But yeah, I got banned from trips for a while. Oh, wow. That's a shame. Yeah, but that's so, the thing. Like, it's always like a threat to use. Like, you're not mm. going to get to go on this trip if you behave in this way. But yeah, I can't say that I've ever actually banned a student from coming somewhere. Not that I remember anyway. There's probably like students listening to this like, yeah, you banned me from this. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe I did. I, <laughs> I can't maybe. think of No, I tell you, in year 11 I have. Okay. When there's like a little bit of time left. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've um, like the last enrichment day, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the one previously they were, um, let's just say mischievous, <laughs> beyond the point of just mischievous, you know, like bringing the academy name into disrepute or whatever classic um, that classic yeah line. <laughs> so 
They still have an enrichment day, but their enrichment day is on site. Fair with, enough. Fair know, enough. Like, but it's not. Uh, have you ever had um, trips where you've that you've gone on where like members of the public themselves have been like inappropriate towards the kids or anything like that? Um, I'm not explaining that very no. well. The reason I asked no. that question, so I have a very clear story in mind. Yeah. So I I've remember taking um, about probably about 30 kids. I think it was to Cambridge University or it might have been Oxford University, but one of the, the Oxbridge universities. And we got off the train and this lady, this member of the public, she called me to one side and I thought like maybe a student had done something that she'd seen or something she called me to one side and she said um are you the teacher and I was like yeah I am and she's like why have you bothered to bring these children here they're never going to be able to come to this university can you imagine I lost my mind and I was just like what are you talking about I was like how dare you speak and I just I went off at her um I just couldn't believe it and it was just really one of those moments where you feel very protective of your children because you can't believe that somebody would ever say those things so yeah I've had that's probably happened like maybe two or three times actually where I've gone crazy where I've gone on trips and like members of the public have felt the need to say things that are just so inappropriate um and just like yeah you just go straight into mother hen mode where you're like what are you talking about how dare you like but yeah that's what that's happened to me what kind of person says that you know what I mean like really like what kind of person? Yeah. Is it, I mean, we're going off piece, I guess, in this way, but yeah. it baffles me that these people exist in life. Yeah, completely. You know? Completely. But they do, unfortunately. Yeah. It's but then you also get like the you also get the opportunities where members of the public say great things as well. Yeah. Oh, right. So then, and it's stuff. great when you get like the emails come through to school saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I, you know, saw this group of students on this trip," or you know, even just out and about on the bus stop or whatever, and they just talk about how great your kids are in those moments. Also, like, yay, our kids are great. <laughs> so, a great um, thing that happened to me on a trip was when I was first head of Key Stage Four. You mm. know. Um, Kids obviously sometimes uh, don't understand why you're maybe being so harsh about certain rules and certain mm. practices. And, you know, professionalism is a big thing in our school. Yeah. And um, sometimes students don't understand the point of it. I remember actually um, someone explained it to me. It's like the Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off. They yeah. don't realize why they're training yeah. until they need it, you know. Yeah. So anyway, we were, in, um, we were at a college and there were another group of students there with another um with another set of teachers and they were doing the same tour as us mm. and just our students watching them behave <laughs> like one student articulated to me like okay i get it now really i understand yeah i understand why we do these things i can't believe how these of the wow. schools behaving and like you know when staff when 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 students notice it themselves it's amazing but yeah like you said also when other members of the public say what a lovely yeah bunch of students what a well and that all you want ever is for people to see what great kids mm-hmm. they are because they are great kids yeah you know and like when they're not great because they're just being kids right they're not yeah. they're just being 12 or 13 year olds like 12 and 13 years old but unfortunately um particularly when you work in schools like ours up and down the country you are fighting people like you just expressed yeah you know, like people with their prejudice and people who've already made their minds up yeah. and not given you know racists <laughs> yeah. yeah well racist classists like yeah just you know people not giving your school a chance so yeah, what yeah. you really want is when you send them to anywhere is for yeah. everybody to see how amazing they are and they are amazing you know and, yeah uh, completely it, it, yeah that that really is like beyond the trip it's the extra like yeah layer isn't it that just totally. makes it if even you better. if you could go on any school trip or any trip with a bunch of kids and like risk assessment wasn't an issue and money wasn't an issue where would you take where would you take the, the kids where would you want to go like somewhere outrageous like <laughs> I'd like somewhere where they, they, they can't speak the language. Mm. There's like, you know, just some culture shock. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> or something like that or like you know the jungle like you know <laughs> camp outside in the jungle or something yeah. really Some just schools do that you know like yeah when i was, when I was amazing. in sixth form they ran a trip to nicaragua like i didn't wow. go i didn't go on it because you had to raise your own finance for it and all of that and that wasn't going to happen but um yeah a bunch of kids went to Nicaragua and got to like travel around and do some really cool things like Mm. um in a completely different place like that would be so cool to do like take the kids somewhere totally different yeah something away from like technology like no phones allowed Mm. maybe like a self-sustained kind of trip where you maybe have to camp for a couple of days or or hike from one place to another yeah i'd like to do something like that but also it'd be cool to take them to india yeah (laughs) yeah no um what about you um yeah i think similar similar actually like somewhere like brazil and then go like to the amazon rainforest or you know like something like just so different though to be fair like quite a lot of our students come from some really beautiful places right so um it'd be cool to like go to where they might be from and experience kind of their culture and and background that'd be pretty cool too um i nearly i nearly got to go on the america trip um some of our kids got uh, got to go to america that is the one that every member of staff wants to go on i desperately wanted to go on pick me pick me you know like i really (laughs) wanted to go on that one and i actually got asked um four of our boys our six from boys got to go to washington and i was Mm. asked by the principal which members of staff do you think should go and you don't feel in that moment that you can say um me (laughs) (laughs) like why are you asking me who should go like uh pick me um but I didn't and I picked two other people and they had a great time but inside I was crying (laughs) I would just come well I think I'll take with me uh (laughs) Miriam yeah Uh, so um next question yeah what what why didn't you pick me <laughs> um um yeah i don't hmm. I, it was a long time ago you know sean hmm. i don't know out, don't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to yeah. go on all the hmm. music trips <laughs> you'd had yeah, enough foreign trips you know not everyone gets to go on one well, it's funny because the one that you went on, yeah, I could have gone on the the Belgium one. Okay, why didn't you? Uh, Did you choose me? I believe <laughs> no, I believe that it was going to be in part of the holiday. Yeah, it was. It was. And I already had a holiday booked, so oh. I couldn't go. So because you didn't why... go, it allowed me to go. That's basically what exactly. you're saying. It's like the so... Mark Turpin story all over again, Sean. Except for yeah. I'm not going to date you after. <laughs> no. no, so basically, I, you know, gave you a trip and thank you, you. didn't give me one. That's what I've learned. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry about that. There's not really anything I can do now. It's so far in the past. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, you learn, don't you? <laughs> it's so awkward right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wish I had a Mark Turpin. <laughs> I really do hope he one day does listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna remember that name forever because it is <laughs> such a unique name. It it's is. funny actually. I've seen so many different trips and trip leaders, and um, you know there is a range of strategies. So some mm. um, some trip leaders are a little bit looser than others. Um, as you'd imagine most definitely like not checking passports and visas like that kind yeah. of use <laughs> but even just like walking around yeah so, yeah yeah you know, i've learned from some great people in terms of like how to walk kids down the street so if you don't um mm-hmm. have some kind of method what will happen is that kids will just walk in a flat line as like walking and chatting so they take up the whole pavement and then like you know yeah. mums with their prams are like having to go into traffic you know to avoid it um but <laughs> one of our friends actually who um I took, like had to he was leading one of the groups that i was on the enrichment day mm-hmm. and year 11 students he made them stand in twos 
yeah. the whole way, like Noah's Ark. Yeah. Like and paired them up, not with like you know, <laughs> not with friends, <laughs> just people <laughs> they would good. never. <laughs> just like, he may like he may as well ask them to hold hands. Like, <laughs> like it was that kind of. But you know, it they were on and off the bus safely. You know, and, that's and that's, honestly, that's it, you know? I I used to do the same thing. They had to walk in twos. They were not allowed, and it would be in alphabetical order. And it was just like, mm. you're going to walk at this pace. If you don't catch up, then we're just going to go back to school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? But I guess because it's the feeling is sometimes that because it's already not a normal school day, mm. um, the psychology around that can be like, the school expectations don't exist anymore because yeah. we're not in that environment. And yeah. I've seen it immediately. Like, so get on the bus, everyone takes their phone out. No, 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 no. Put your phones away. You yeah. your phone out. Yeah. Because you know what will happen is there'll be some craziness mm -hmm. or something inappropriate will come out of a phone. Or yeah. maybe not. Maybe yeah. none of that will happen. Yeah. But why risk it? Yeah, exactly. Why risk it? <laughs> not worth the risk at all. Um, yeah. It might not happen, but I can guarantee it won't happen if your phone stays in your pocket. That's it. So, um, but it does like, I, I do feel like, and this just might be me being pessimistic, but I do mm. sometimes feel like those small little things matter Definitely. so much that if you let one, if your line is no phones and yeah. your line is full school uniform, yeah. if you allow one student to be on their phone or allow yeah. one student to wear trainers instead of shoes or whatever it is, mm. then that mindset starts to filter through and then before before if that's debatable and up for um you know negotiation mm -hmm. then soon another rule that is yeah. more important than shoes and trainers and true. mobile phones becomes negotiable. It's true. i guess it depends on the context of the trip like what the trip is and where you're going and all that kind of stuff but i think it's those ones when you're like walking locally like mm. you're going somewhere for a more local trip those to ones a business but, yeah exactly like those ones yeah. it's quite key to kind of have that high expectation oh, 100%. Um, the one the other one where it's like a little thing but it'll have a really great space so you're going on a coach but it's like a short journey it's not a long journey it's just a short journey and the coach driver has said please can nobody eat <laughs> on this yeah. journey and then all you're doing is the whole time like watching put that food away like <laughs> don't you dare eat and then you're just like you know you have this thing of like oh man that kid i could see they're eating a banana like where are they gonna put that skin like you just yeah <laughs> like metaphorical stressful. banana skin yeah. you know <laughs> you feel like such a scrooge going you cannot eat your chocolate bar like you know you just feel like such a scrooge but you're right yeah. let that I'm slip and then suddenly it starts to unravel well, you can't enjoy it like you yeah. that, that's the part of the trip that you can't enjoy is like <laughs> particularly when is that you're the lead maybe yeah. you are so responsible for everything and just like litter on a coach is a, just one of many things yeah that you are responsible for you know kids walking over the traffic lights mm -hmm. and making sure it's green and yeah. that, you know there's no cars coming we could definitely cross the road right now but we're not going to yeah. wait till it's green like you know <laughs> And Stuff also like you've that. written it in your risk assessment that you won't cross <laughs> unless it is green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. definitely. Counting the kids on and off the bus, like everything. Like there's three stops away, guys. Three stops. Yeah. Two stops. We're getting yeah. off next. We're getting off <laughs> yeah. next. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I don't no, think it even changes. Like, like I have taught every year group in school all the way from like obviously year seven all the way through to sixth form it doesn't change <laughs> like, no 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 same level of fear even at sixth form that you would if it was year seven if anything year sevens are easier because way more compliant <laughs> the funny thing is like you um because you have to count the kids on and off the bus and all that type of stuff yeah so it used to be a bus would have one exit the front yeah you, you get on and off at the front and then when i moved to london the buses are like okay you get on at the front you get out halfway through yeah now we've got buses with exits on the back uh, yeah and the middle and, and the, the front middle, so yeah. you're trying to you can't count yeah. it's like trying to count a game of kaplunk it doesn't it's too <laughs> too many and then the worst is a tube oh. where you don't like well, you're not all on the same carriage because it's rammed. Yeah. And then you're like, how is everyone going to get this message to get off at this stop? And like... Yeah, that one's scary. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It is so scary. 
But um, yeah, I've ne- luckily never lost a kid on a tube. No, but I know I've, people that have. I've not either, like, but I know staff who have. <laughs> With yeah. like a students maybe like just got missed was maybe on their phone or something didn't see that everyone had got off stayed on the tube and realized and yeah I've, I've definitely heard of that happening and that I can't yeah. imagine how scared you'd be if you remember a stuff and that happened yeah I used to have to do um Saturday morning trips like was this shared choir mm-hmm. kind of thing so it was every every four weeks there'd be a Saturday trip I have right. to meet the students at school Non-school uniform. This was one of those trips where it was like kids would be on their phones. It's like it's your yeah, weekend, yeah. you know. It's different, and it's it's. I'm taking. I'm basically. I'm like soccer mom, soccer dad. I'm taking the kids <laughs> yeah. to to practice, basically, yeah. you know. And it's much more kind of chilled out. Go there. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's the session leaders already there. I'm just kind of there as a chaperone, essentially. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's the difficult one because there's one per. It's only me. But they'll be yeah. like, you know, you've got the one to ten ratio. But then it's the weekend, so it's a packed um a packed tube and then Yeah. Central London. Everyone <laughs> Yeah, no no uniform on, so it's harder to see people yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Kids with headphones on and all of a sudden you're like you're you know, you're having to <laughs> yeah. really, really, really <laughs> be vigilant. Oh yeah. It's it is scary. But it is cool as well. And I think the more you do them you know the easier it does become you do start yeah. to have a few more tips and tricks of how you would handle the trip or whatever like me doing trips as a as an NQT is completely different to me doing trips as an assistant principal for example so yeah it gets does, better does, does prom count as a trip oh I when think it's that, not on school site? I think that counts as a whole different podcast <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> So that's a yeah. whole different podcast. Yeah. But yeah. What did you, did you want to say your story? No, no. I mean, there's, as you said, there's, there's loads of things you could say about prom, but that's so like, many. that's a different kettle of fish because it's like those students are going. Yeah. yeah. Mess- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I remember being on the bus back and it was like some kids were swearing like quite openly right like they would never do that normally but like yeah. i could hear them say it like to the point where they're like they're seeing if i'm gonna react <laughs> do you know what i mean like to did see you? Did you what's react? gonna happen i just i was like really yeah you know, yeah i'm not yeah. like they're like are you really gonna really? do that really like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at like half 12 in the morning <laughs> yeah. yes i effing will do that <laughs> no it didn't it didn't end like that but oh you know. that i think that's a whole different podcast maybe that should be our next podcast to discuss that because the, the that prom, is a juicy yeah, one but... definitely school prom. yeah well maybe it isn't out of the school so i don't know <laughs> i don't know i've only been to like I, m- m- when i was at school we had prom it was mm-hmm. dreadful it was like 40 kids it wasn't oh, a big deal when I was at school. Rubbish. Yeah, it was rubbish. How are you and supposed then, to dance um, and create a vibe with just 40 kids? Yeah, and then my first school, my training schools obviously wasn't there by the time it had finished. Mm-hmm. And my first school, we didn't have year 11. So my only experience of prom is Where we here. are currently, right. Yeah, so I don't know what, I don't know what prom is like mm-hmm. everywhere else. Yeah, I've never experienced it elsewhere either, actually, so... Maybe like our it is, viewpoint is very narrow. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing. It's yeah, really cool. Yeah. Like, and like, you, when particularly when you're the pastoral lead, it's like a proud yeah. father moment. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like you're watching. Completely. Yeah, it was. It it like was really emotional the first time I did that. Where I was, I was um, the leader of the year. Yeah. That had had a prom like different level of emotion and care that I. Th- you know, thought I was like capable of having at school. It was right. quite weird. <clears throat> but it is very different because it's like a late night thing yeah. and the kids are like not coming back and stuff like that. But it is, and then we've had the bus not turn up. Oh God! And then like say that um, it wasn't booked properly. There's no buses to come. Right. And then you're like, what? We had to put everyone in taxis. It was oh, like what? Addison Lee. Yeah, just over and over again, Addison Lee until every wow. every kid was home. Bus issues are the worst. Like, have you ever gone on a trip where the bus has broken down? Um, not not as I've led one, but I've been a student. 
Okay. As of one, like I went to, I went to Belgium, funnily enough, mm-hmm. um, and the the bus broke down there. Yeah, that's, that's the that way. was so annoying. That's happened. So I've been on three trips where the buses. No, I've been on one trip, sorry, where the bus has broken down, but six form had three trips where the bus broke down. And there was a member of staff, the common denominator every time was there was this one member of staff who happened to be on all of those trips. So it got to the point where people would refuse <laughs> to go on a school trip with her because they were like, nah, you're you're unlucky to go on a trip with because the bus I don't just know if keeps I, breaking catch down. the bus with her. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did go on one of those situations. I went on the bus with her. And so we broke down on the motorway. And so we had to get the kids, obviously, on the other side of the barrier on the motorway. And then it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what do you do in that situation? Like, you're just there waiting them for a new coach to come. And, oh, it's, yeah, that's pretty scary. That was pretty Is it raining? Scary. No, it wasn't, thankfully. That's lucky. But, um, yeah, we've done that. And then another time the bus broke down. I wasn't on this one. But, thankfully, they're in a service station. So just got them all off again and. They all went to McDonald's <laughs> until a new coach came. So that was quite easy. Um, but yeah, that, that is just the worst when something breaks down and then it just delays. There's nothing worse than like a coach full of kids and then delays on top of that and then hunger hits and then, oh. Toilet. And all yeah, this, yeah, the toilet. Oh, nah, it's painful. That is definitely painful. Yeah, I... um. I'm not, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be happy there. I mean, especially on the motorway when you, if, I've broken down on the motorway before. Oh, really? And yeah, you quickly realize how fast cars are going when you're s- stood still. Yeah. Like I remember like being in the hard shoulder and the, just the wind that the cars would create yeah, as they past. went past would shake the car. Yeah. Like shake it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? This is crazy. So to have kids, like it almost roots you to the ground, doesn't it? When you watch the cars go yeah. past. So, yeah, I, I'd imagine not many of those students would have been in a situation like that before. No, not at all. That was definitely a talking point. But yeah, that's that's all of my trip experiences. I think like the ones that stick out in my mind anyway has been a little bit crazy. <laughs> I think that's quite I, I, a good repertoire, actually. Yeah, but, but I, I remember one like it was like the it's the team building one that um the year sevens would go on oh yeah right at the start yeah yeah and it's like an outdoors pursuit kind of trip and um it's like the probably for some of them it'd be the first residential trip that they went on mm-hmm. but it's quite cool like so you know again a great great bonding experience we were in like kayaks and like yeah. some of the kids were splashing so i was like hmm like you know I was splashing as well yeah, and yeah. ended up going to like <laughs> the instructor was so annoyed <laughs> and uh, I was just encouraging it you know like just I was young, I was young in the game as well so you know what I mean yeah. like I was just but we ended up tipping over one oh, of the no. boats of the other teachers and the other kid like group of kids which is funny and then it was like in the evening the kids obviously have the curfew and they were yeah. in these like wooden huts oh yeah I've been in those yeah so we were in like the wood, wooden hut and um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember exactly the kids that it was because I was their head of year 11 by the time they were in year 11. Right. So this is year seven. Okay. Same, the same group, actually. I was, t- I was talking about the prom. Okay. This group of kids. Yeah. And um, I remember like just I could I could hear at night there was some something going on. <laughs> and <laughs> I could see the light was on. So I just hear banging. And I was like. I just opened the door and it was like three kids just basically in their underwear having a pillow fight. <laughs> just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, just looked at me like, yeah, Shock. I guess I've been caught. Yeah, I guess I've been caught now. And I was like, oh, just, you know what I mean? Like, what did you say? Bed. <laughs> yeah, so that was like uh, at my table in the morning at breakfast. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> That, yeah. that's a good and trip I, actually that one but what i found with that one because obviously i'd be the one that was checking in on the girl's side right so mm. you go into these wooden huts to check in and there was a time when we walked in and there were all the kids were like 
on one bed like they were all just like there just all huddled up together and we're like what's going on like why are you all there they're like there's a spider oh my god! because <laughs> it's obviously like quite countryside and outdoors yeah, and these yeah, kids is, just yeah. do not deal with like spiders or nature at all no. like they're just not used to it and they decided to just jump into this one bed because they just didn't want to be anywhere near the spider so that was quite funny and I don't like spiders either so I was like as you were yeah. <laughs> run away <laughs> i remember one kid after breakfast cleaned up for everyone oh year seven. Oh, that's nice yeah it is yeah like i'm like you know made made a big impression on me oh and this this kid was like 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 i took i've taken this kid like afterwards in years gone by on loads of trips mm-hmm. And he caused me such a headache on so many trips. But this one thing that he did so <laughs> early on had such an impact, yeah, that I, um, you know, oh, never nice. be too mad with him. Yeah. I think that's the key, but, isn't it? That's the whole reason we do it is just getting those, number one, giving the kids these great experiences, but number two is just to see those good sides and those other sides of the children that you don't get to see. Yeah. That's what it's all They're about. lovely. Yeah, they're lovely, and like that's why you do this. Hopefully, I mean, we discussed mm. this in an earlier podcast, but hopefully, you teach because you just, you know, love Enjoy being working with, with kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can't think of a better way to end this podcast mm-hmm. than just summing up that way. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Miriam. No worries. Thanks for sharing your experiences, and uh, you know, I'll hopefully I'll have many more, and you'll have many more experiences Absolutely. with kids in that way as well. Hopefully, we'll get All to right. go somewhere abroad. <laughs> yeah i'll make sure i put your name down next time <laughs> yeah america next time you know where to find me yeah <laughs> all right guys thank you for listening so we're now at that point in our podcast where we are giving you some educational news so it has been the climate summit recently hasn't sure i don't know if you've been paying attention to the news But in the news, um, the Department for Education has recently talked about how it wants to be the world leading education sector in sustainability and climate change by 2030. And I thought this was really obviously very current, given the fact that we are currently in the climate summit or experiencing the climate summit. And just really interesting, some of the policies that are getting put forward about things like reducing food waste in schools, Uh, less photocopying I don't know if you're ever uh, a little bit prone to over photocopying or maybe doing some of your own personal photocopying Sean have you ever done done a bit of that I've definitely photocopied things (laughs) I didn't end up using and I feel terrible for it but um (laughs) I've I've definitely like moved on to digital like digital resources and using things in a, in a new way. So loads of registers for extracurricular clubs recently have gone digital mm. um, and just, you know, you know, resources sent to students digitally as well. And um, I think there's definitely a culture shift with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a really, really like big thing right now, just currently in our news and social media and everywhere we look of how can we reduce our carbon footprint? How can we be more climate friendly? How can we support um, our world so that we're giving something amazing to the generations coming through? And so the DFE has published 29 points of how they want to do that in schools. One of them is also being going to more plant-based menus in the schools. So I wonder what you guys think of that. Um, But also have a look at all the different ways that the government wants to try and reduce carbon emissions in schools because it's really, really important. And it'd be so great to hear of all the ways that you are doing that in your school, how you guys may be reducing your carbon footprints and doing something good for our climate. So we're now moving on to show and tell. And in keeping with COP26, we just wanted to highlight the work of the Tree Council. And the Tree Council are an organisation that essentially are trying to help plant more trees and hedges in the community. And right now they're doing a branching out fund specifically for schools. Did you just say branching out? I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's called. I love it. It's called the Branching Out Fund. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't leaf that out. Oh, wow. Why do you always do that? Sean is known for these puns, like 
every day, all day. Anyway, so um, the Branching Out Fund with the Tree Council, you can sign up as a school, you can sign up and they will be giving grants to schools to help plant more trees and more hedges. Um, they're giving away trees um, for you to, to plant and supporting with essentially building community hedge, hedges, hedge funds it's called. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're building all of these different things. And so I really encourage you, if you are interested in really making a difference in your school for climate and to contribute to sustainability, then why don't you head over to treecouncil.org.uk and check out the resources there to build more trees in your school. Build more trees in your school? Plant more trees in your school might be better. So yeah check it out that's all for this week folks thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to connect with us on social media just search that staff room podcast links are in the show notes get involved in the conversation by leaving comments and messages this podcast is all about sharing ideas and building connections and if you like what you hear don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and if you're feeling kind then leave us a review five stars are most welcome until next time top up your coffee sharpen your pencils class dismissed <laughs> <laughs>